0: Welcome to For The Players. My name is Kay Murdoch. I am joined by the usual uh, suspects, uh, and I mean that in a really loving way. Uh, the other team P- team members of Proxima, who you're gonna hear from, Mr. Harvey Newman. Harvey is the uh, founder and game audio director. No, excuse me, game director. I'm the audio director of Proxima, just to get it straight. And again, my name is Kay Murdoch or Kyle, if you, if you know me really well enough. Uh, and I handle a lot of the sound here um, and lead out the audio team here in Proxima. Um, This show is basically, uh, we're all players at heart. We all love games and uh, happen to be in a privileged space where we make them as well. So it's like pulling back the curtain and kind of giving fellow fans of video games, you know, just kind of a a bird's eye view. And, and, And in this case, I guess, just listening to us talk and watch us talk about our, our journeys and our thoughts on the industry. Cause Lord knows there's a lot going on in the gaming industry. And, uh you know, we're, we're all privileged to be here, but I definitely feel <laughs> extra privileged that I have the ability to uh, sit in and talk to you all. Because again, uh, a lot going on in video games and a lot of stuff that people, that happens that people don't even know. Just the art of making a video game is so intriguing to a lot of people cause they don't know. Um, you know the cycle of the fact that it takes years to do something that you're just like oh why didn't the new so-and-so come out it's like because people are working on it and it's a team it's really like heavily uh a team effort you know so well you know i usually we start off with just talking about like anything that happened uh since we last spoke as far as like Anything uh, caught your eye as far as news, any games you play? Anything you want to trumpet and talk about as far as games? Um, yeah, so I've
1: been, I've been actually um, trying to... So two things, uh, trying to complete uh, Zelda. Actually, not trying, I'm making it because I just got yesterday night to uh, fight Ganondorf, the big bad boss. And I, I, I'm, I'm actually, I got my ass whooped about a couple of times already. So I need to go go back (laughs) and do it a few more times because he's strong. But after that, it's done. I think uh, we've been talking about finding little things everywhere. Right. Like because I've spent so many hours, surely at this point, I must be at a good 80 hours plus at Zelda. And uh, because I have so little time, I think it's time for me to kind of move on from Zelda at this point because there's so many other games to play. So I'm looking forward to kind of like finishing it uh, coming back at some point, doing some more stuff, all the side quests that I don't have because I have a massive list of side quests to complete still. But um, but yeah, like it's a lot of fun. I, I'm playing with my daughter. She's only seven years old. So um, towards the end of the game, spoiler alert for anybody that actually hasn't played Zelda, please skip five minutes or so. But um, <laughs> you have to actually, you have to go down to the depths of Zelda and it's very scary at first when you go down to the depths because it's really dark and you don't want to spend time there but they force you they funnel you there and then right at the end you have to go just really deep and i won't go into any more spoiler uh content but it's really really scary yeah no zelda zelda has been absolutely amazing to play i'm right at the end looking forward to wrapping it up with my daughter um i told her today that i couldn't do it because you know we're doing this right but uh it was a bit sad but hopefully tomorrow we can actually kind of like wrap it up if uh, ganon doesn't keep kicking my ass because at the moment he is so um and then uh, there was two more things that i actually checked this week that are super interesting first thing half-life um they released uh 20 20 or 25 anniversary anniversary um, yeah 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 a documentary and it's about an hour and a half it's really worth seeing if you guys haven't watched okay. it for anybody that is like 30 years plus 35 years or so plus uh, that it actually knows how impactful half-life was when it first came out definitely
0: watch it you'll kind of reminisce a lot about how awesome that game was okay i i got a confession to make too oh this is so bad i've never played half-life i know everyone oh my god let's switch off now. i know off it's right like now. gaming blasphemy <laughs> um i know the impact i trust me i would see all about it in game informer or egm like all the magazines what is it that makes this it's in another one i'll just admit that I might as well get them all out i've never played well, I, did, I take that back. I did play it later. I, I did, it took me a long time to play Portal, Portal 2, uh specifically. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. But you did play it though. I did it. play it though, and I oh, know correct, why correct, everyone correct. It, it was yeah, it's a really cool game. It's just so different than anything else, you know, which is why yeah. I stuck on top of the fact that it, like, I don't know what it was, but I just like kept wanting to play it no matter like yeah. to figure it out. That's but what... what is it about Half-Life that makes it such a good was it just the story? Like what is it? Oh my God! Like so many things. At the, at the
1: at the time, it was like super groundbreaking. So, like. Anybody that actually kind of like, you know, is 40 years plus, like Doom was one of the big bombs of like games development because it came out and all of a sudden it was the shooter that actually kind of set some standards for what first person shooters was. And then they basically used, they started with the Doom engine okay, and they basically created Half-Life and they just spanned it off and it became, you know, source and all kinds of stuff. But one, th- one thing is for sure, they kind of like just flipped the, the script so much and they had things like scripted events, they had things... Like the storytelling was, was done via playthrough instead of cutscenes only. And you were immersed in the story from the very beginning when you actually have like a cutscene of a rail. You actually are like on a, on a tra- train that is on a, a monorail and you get into, a, into an office and then you actually kind of like live through the game through the gameplay. So there was no like, it was very interactive, right? And it was like very cutting edge. Like if you imagine, I don't know, whatever game is nowadays that is like the most beautiful game to look at, that was Half-Life back then, right? It was like super cutting edge in all kinds of ways. The controls felt great. It felt great to shoot things. It felt great to go through the story. You could not put it down. It was like through and through what Valve used to do before, which was a game that it was like Nintendo, the Nintendo of the West. Ah, uh, okay. Was, okay, was that's amazing.
0: a good like way to kind of like make it make sense because I was like... Yeah. I would always hear and be so scared to ask people because it's, it's just like you said. If you haven't seen Star Wars or Star Trek, and I was like, I'm not gonna be that dude. I'm just gonna be like, nah, yeah. my head, like, yeah, that's a great game. Meanwhile, I'm like, I don't know why is everyone singing the praises of this game. I have a recommendation for you, Kyle.
1: Without us going too off off track, but do you have a Steam Deck yet?
0: No, but I I asked oh. my wife to buy me one for Christmas. Oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> please ask
1: father Christmas to give you a steam deck because he's awesome. <laughs> okay. We <okay. laughs> will not be able to put it down, but um, get the steam deck and then get the, the orange box and then just stop playing half-life. Okay. And you'll get a new appreciation for, for that game.
0: And, well, and let me ask you this. Like, was it like, I guess like, well, one, so you tell him, was it like a uh, player versus player? It was a story too in there, like a one player story. story? Yeah. Okay yeah yeah it was
1: a narrative based first person game okay um which like doom was all about shooting things and shooting things well but half-life was about telling a story a narrative driven story that was actually okay. really immersive right um in many ways and then you had like on future games you had the gravity gun you probably heard about the gravity yes, Gun, yes. which is like absolutely epic so okay. that's this is once again of Valve giving us something and and gabe he actually said something very deep that's the main character right no, Gabe? no, Gabe is actually the guy, um, Gabe Newell is like the guy that actually is like the uh, one of the oh, founders okay, of, gotcha. of Valve. Of Big Valve. Difference. Okay. He's, um, he's basically a really good guy that knows games very well and is very thorough when it comes to game making. But slightly controversial, but for all the good reasons. And, and he didn't mention something that actually stuck to me on that, on that um, do- documentary, which is very much about the world reacting to the player that a lot of games actually you are there, but the world is not reacting to you as you go. And some of the things they wanted to do in Half-Life is that make, to make sure that the world is reacting to the player. So as you walk through a corridor, as you're shooting NPCs quite heavily, they should run away from you if, you, if they are losing the fight. If you shoot a wall, there should be like a spark. There should be something oh, okay. that actually tells gotcha. you back as a player that something is reacting to you. So you feel immersed. Um, and that is basically some of the theory and thoughts they had in that game that
0: was not done before right wow and just to be clear too was there a half-life one or no one and two but not three okay which is pe- what, uh, people have always that's the thing right people have been waiting like will they ever make another one right
1: for many many
0: years okay <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly <laughs>
1: We'll never know. Oh, okay. We'll never know. The closest thing we got was Half Life Alex, which was a VR game that also was badass. Okay. But not quite the Half Life that everybody wanted.
0: Okay. Interesting. Well, now I know. See, like, this show is great because I'm learning a lot and uh, I don't feel embarrassed to ask you all. <laughs> but yeah you can get it on steam
1: so um to me at least i've been playing a lot of the steam deck because i find myself working on my pc and going between playing and working i find it difficult to actually bridge that gap so i got myself a steam deck which basically allows you to play virtually any game on steam some better than others at the moment but most of most games and uh, you can actually get go ahead and get it there or get it on the steam store on pc and just download the orange box which has half-life one two. Gotcha. and two uh, and it has also some extra stuff that half Life has done uh, half life has done since then okay. is the best way for you to get the best bundle and normally they're discounted heavily especially now that it's black friday so um get it whenever you can but um just see it while you play it play with the mentality that these things didn't exist before right and some of these things are now standard but back then they were like just absolutely mind-blowing okay and the documentary is actually on youtube right now so you
0: guys can go oh, to nice. youtube and okay and check is it out. behind a paywall or it's just up to get no no it's free oh nice it's free everybody okay. can watch it awesome yeah. all right cool well we have <laughs> i feel like as far as like noteworthy stuff we've uh, you know half-life kind of dominated or my ignorance to half-life kind of dominated that last portion but and, <laughs> it's and, all good and i guess in general like is it uh commonplace like uh for a team maybe just to? i mean obviously retention is 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 key right like with anywhere right especially if you're doing something and it's good you want to keep the same people for keep the track record going along but like is the is 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 it usually a situation where you stay for just the development cycle of whatever the IP and then people move on like I don't you know you each have your own reasons for moving on but I'm just curious like cuz I know yeah I remember with Harvey when you were talking about you move uh out here to take the gig at um oh to build a rocket boy right that was what it was right but yeah. yeah like is that the the usually like you stay you're coming for this project or is it the the thing i'm going to stay with to build a rocket boy for the amount of ips i can stay for for the cycle like how is that like i'm just always curious now because that was one of the biggest um i guess things that i never thought about like when you come onto a team you come on for the cycle of creating what it what it is like you might get hired by say EA it Mm. might just be for this game not like you're a a permanent person at EA you just might be on the life cycle of this game dev you know so yeah
1: yeah exactly it's similar in some ways actually because so there's there's a couple of things that are different I think like so for me like per- personally, mm-hmm. some of the re- one of the reasons that I started Proxima is because I've been looking for a studio that makes me happy, and that I can stay in for the longest period of time. Got you. Okay, um, and I never found it, and this is why one of the reasons why I bounced around because eventually you actually get either blocked creatively or there's a lot of politics in the company, or maybe you don't get along with your boss or you don't get along with somebody mm-hmm. and you just had enough and you have to move on. So it's not so much about the project because when you accept an offer, normally you're excited about starting the project. It's more about what happens as you actually start working on the project. And then the other side of things is that um, we, you... You also work incredibly hard for a long period of time in development and it grinds you to, to like, to, to like, to a lot he grinds you a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just basically uh, like especially as a director level at a lead level if you work in a game let's say i don't know for four or five years Mm -hmm. after the five years they worked in that game most likely you've been through so many ups and downs that by the end of the five years unless the studio is treating you extremely well and is actually fulfilling all your needs and there was no problems which is very unlikely Normally, by the end of the project, you're looking to move on for whatever reasons uh, you have a list, right? Okay. Because there's a lot of things that have happened. Maybe production is not working really well, or maybe the teams around you are not working well, or whatever it is. So then after four or five years, you give so much of yourself to a project that you go like, I'm just burned out. I just need to go and see something else now to have more motivation to keep going and stuff gotcha. like that. But ideally, I always start with the idea that I want to stay in this place for as long as possible for right. like career-wide and I always hope that this studio is going to be the studio that is going to be fulfilling for me to stay with my family for the foreseeable future but it has never happened and this is why Proxima gotcha I mean, you just have to look at the news when you see certain studios have controvers- controversies about you know what happened internally when a certain game was developed right. or you know how a CEO behaves or how a lead behaves. or And it's just that all those things happen and people kind of like take it in silently because they were working for a AAA studio and they want to stay in. But it doesn't last long when you actually have people that way, right? Maybe you, you have it until the end of the project, but then they just leave because now they have it on their CV. And it's basically what you were saying as well. Kyle when I told you that we, this game is gonna take three to four years you were surprising to you because you come from music and television <laughs> yeah. So all of a sudden you're like what? <laughs> <laughs> right So it's just a different mindset I think it just takes a long time.
0: It almost seems like a, a, a you know a very meta thing in the sense of you 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 almost can gamify keeping your staff like uh, a goal uh, trophy would be like you kept 100% of your team from one IP to the other. If that that's, happens, that's it's like, yeah, that's yeah. like an ultimate like and that's, that would be ultra rare. Absolutely.
1: absolutely. Wow, that, that's, that's my my platinum for me. At yes. least With proximo will be exactly that because like I, I don't care about any other KPI. If I manage to keep the team together from this project to the next project and we're still feeling good and we're still as passionate as we were in the beginning. Right then great because yeah, it's not going to be easy right there's going to be ups and downs we're going to fall out with each other because it happens there at some point right but it, it, it eventually as long as we do it as a family as a family falls out that eventually is all family is all good we all understand each other right it works out in the end right. the problem is when there is like you know, grudges being kept, and politics being played, and all these things that actually are away from games. Right. That's the stuff that actually gets in the way of game making. Wow, oh, wow. It's not easy. It's a hundred percent not easy. But yeah, and no, I agree with you. I know this. This is like this. We actually kept our, uh, going on on this subject. I just want to add one small thing, Kyle. <laughs> um, I think trying different things and seeing what sticks, and you know, being a foot soldier for a little bit and mm-hmm. make sure that you actually understand exactly what it takes. I actually have this big theory about being street smart versus being academic okay and a lot of kids nowadays are coming out of university and just going into games straight away and not really seeing what's out there and knowing what's hard and appreciation for the games industry and how hard it is right and i do think that you going through the grind like teaches you how to kind of withstand some of those tough moments in the games industry because yeah. a lot of the time like the games industry gets really hard and things get very political and sometimes even though you know you're right you don't get it your way because there's other forces at play and you need to actually know mentally physically how to deal with those things and grow with those things and learn from those things yeah. and it's not easy all the time so just like you know maybe a piece of knowledge for anybody listening that wants to be a game developer. Because, yeah, all this, the experiences that you have, maybe you're a waiter right now. Right. Or maybe, I don't know, you actually serving burgers right now and he looks horrible. All those experiences will teach you a lot. I was both, right, and uh, I never thought I would actually kind of like take any experience from it because when I was going through it, I thought it was absolutely horrible, and I could not (laughs) wait to leave those jobs. But looking back, I'm like, I'm glad I I did them because every time
0: I have a bad job, a bad day, I'm like, well, it's not as bad as flipping burgers. Right, right. It's perspective, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Exactly. Wow. It says something. I mean, uh, I guess the baseline is that you can have a lot of these what we call soft skills are very transferable no matter what vocation you have, you know? And it's, I seen one thing, no matter what you do, be a good communicator. And, you know, um, I always tell my, my students, cause I did teach and, um, or even at, when I had interns, I would say advocate for yourself, you know? Um, because a lot of times, even though you're an intern and I might be in the seat that you ultimately want to occupy, I can't always read your brain. So like, communicate and when i ask you what do you want to do don't just say the thing that you think you're saying to try to get there like be very honest you know um i mean do it in a very tactful way because you don't want to lose your uh you know you don't want to lose that privilege in that internship but just you know advocate for yourself be communicative uh those are great soft skills that as you can hear by uh harvey talking are very transferable from flipping burgers to making games you know i mean like that's it. It, it's all there man oh my god dude it has uh this has been man like like I said every episode I learned a lot it's been uh, again awesome just to sit and be able to uh live pick you all's brains uh I, I'm very <laughs> thankful for this uh position so um I you know as as we always say before we leave out um speaking of marketing we gotta promote Proxima.studio is the place to go that's the URL right that's the Cta Yep. Also, let us know what you think about Alteza Trailer,
1: because when you go to the the Steam page, you'll see Alteza Trailer, and you'll see some, some gameplay, some of our game. (laughs) And uh, hopefully you like it, and let us know in the comments um, if you're actually watching this on YouTube, um, what you think about what we're doing, and if you're excited about the game. We also have a Discord that you can join in order to know more about the game and behind the scenes and
0: all that good stuff. And you know, I like to just say, you know, you know, we love playing games as much as we love making them. So, you know, we do this show for you all. This is for the players. Uh, once again, my name is Kyle K. Murdoch. And, um, you know, you got the socials. Check out the Steam uh, wishlist, Addis. Um, you know, what more can we say? We'll, we'll check you all out until um, next time. Peace.